And honestly, in the military, if it's not like a super crazy action packed day, we should all be thankful because hopefully like <laughs> the world's doing okay. Yep. Um, but it's, it's comforting knowing that if, you know, crap did hit the fan, like I'm so confident in our military yeah. and our airmen and our soldiers and Marines and, you know, sailor, like we're, we're ready to go. And it's yeah. special to people that I've gotten to work with. Yeah. Welcome to the Military Bottom Line Podcast, where we learn from veterans and those currently serving how to make the most out of a military contract. We are here to motivate, inspire, and help you leverage your service to positively impact you professionally, personally, and financially during your military career and beyond. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining in on another episode of the podcast. We've got a special guest today, Sam Eckham. Been following him on online for a while now. He takes incredible photos and videos of the F-22 as he travels around the world on the demo team for them in the Air Force. He's a Air Force Academy graduate and uh, has a lot of good information, a lot of great uh, insight and wisdom on it. And I think you guys will enjoy the show. Hey, Sam. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I've been uh, been consuming your content for a while now, and I'm I'm stoked to have you on the show and uh, kind of get to know you and and hear your story. Because right now I only see video clips and uh, and pictures. So I'd love to hear kind of how you found yourself in the Air Force and and what it's done for you so far. Sure, and I'm glad someone's watching this stuff. It's always good. Like when you're when you're a creator, the coolest thing is to hear when people are like, "Hey, man, I watched your video." And for me, I'm really lucky that. A lot of the content I'm producing, I get kids DMing me and leaving comments. They're like, hey, Sam, you inspired me to want to join the Air Force. You know, I'm not a pilot myself, but I get people that are like, hey, Sam, I want to fly. You know, I made a video on how to be a pilot and stuff like that. Um, that is the coolest part about it. So, again, thank you for having me to the people who will listen to this and hopefully will get inspired to want to serve. And even the people that have no interest in the military at all. Um, it's just cool to kind of sit down and broaden your depth of knowledge you have on things going on in our in our military. So, um, yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, man, no doubt. Thanks. But uh, yeah, so you, you end up going to the Academy, right? The Air Force Academy. I did. So that's where I decided to go for college. A lot of people ask kind of why I chose the Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the options are, hey, you go to a military school or, you know, you'd go the traditional college route, which is a little bit more, um, I'd say, relaxing. I know it can be rigorous, but you're not, you're not waking up at 6 a.m. every morning for room inspections yeah. and going your whole freshman year through basic training and, you know, have upperclassmen yelling at you. But for me, kind of the big reason coming out of high school, I wanted to go to the academy was, you know, one, I kind of grew up in a military family. My dad went to the Air Force Academy and he was a pilot in the Air Force. However, he got out after 10 years and has been flying for the airlines ever since. So part of me was like, I'm going to go to the academy. I'm going to fly. I'm going to be a fighter pilot, you know, just like a lot of other kids um, growing up. And then also, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I was kind of in that phase where I was like, Hey, I'm not sure. You know, I wasn't like my older brother who knew exactly what he wanted to do. Mm. And the air force Academy is a school that, you know, exposes you, exposes you to so many things throughout four years and then gives you a guaranteed job when you graduate. Yeah. And so I was like, Hey, at the end of the day, if I can make it through this, I'm going to be set up. Yeah. So um, I was very, yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) So I was very excited. Um, you know, grew up in Dallas, Texas. So I got out of Dallas and moved to Colorado and, Went to what I call summer camp, uh, six <laughs> weeks of basic cadet training, which 
was interesting. I don't know. Have you seen any uh, videos of basic training at the academy? It's kind of it's a little different than like normal basic training in the military. So I've seen seen bits and pieces, but uh, yeah, I know uh, there's a it's a different dynamic with like the upperclassmen in kind of exactly how you guys interact. It's fun. Yeah, you're essentially having seniors lead the basics, so it's not like MTIs or military training instructors that normal people in the military go through. It's it's upperclassmen, which is funny because you know you you're on the receiving end of that as a freshman, and then you become a senior. And and then you're the ones leading it. And so I got to experience <laughs> both while I was there. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a, it's a rewarding time for sure. Um, but just quick plug for the Academy. I mean, if there's anyone out there who wants to fly, the Academy is still hands down the best place you can go. Mm. We offer the most pilot slots every single year. But other than that, I mean, I was a legal studies major, so you don't even have to major in like math, science. Um, a lot of people think you have to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's English majors, fine arts, there's uh, political science. There's all different types of things you can do there. Um, and also, the opportunities are endless. I got to jump out of an airplane five times after my freshman year. It's the only place in the world where your very first jump is completely on your own. That's wild. I got you know, sent to Travis Air Force Base in California and went there for three weeks. I did an internship in D.C. for a congressman. Like, Even though it's a military academy, it still has some aspects that make it like a normal civilian mm. school, football teams, soccer teams, cheerleaders, whatever you want to call it. So I've it, never heard awesome of a civilian school that's going to allow you to take like a skydive <laughs> elective, though. You know, like that's that's pretty unique. Right. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, those when you're in high school and you hear you see the recruiting videos and it's people jumping out of planes, flying gliders you know, like doing this crazy stuff. You're like, why would I go to a normal school? And then you get to the academy and you're like, I should have gone to a normal school. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. St- yeah. Everything like negative stares you in the face day one. And you're like, oh, nuts. But, right. Uh, but yeah, it gets better day by day, year by year. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't change my experiences um, for anything there. It was awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, without going without going too deep into the application process because i know yeah the academy application process are pretty intense um but you know say a, a high school kid is like maybe wanting to pursue that route you know in, in a brief uh-huh. brief moment what kind of advice would you give them uh to at this young age if they're in high school now how would you how would you tell them to prepare sure so the academies are looking for someone who can balance a rigorous workload even in high school because they want to see if you know a kid's taken all these AP classes and is on sports team, is in leadership roles, is a captain, is the president of student council, whatever that may be. If he can do that in high school, then he's going to probably be successful at the academy when you are forced to balance such a heavy course load, workload, that type of thing. Yeah. So it, it depends on the student in high school. Do what you can. Don't kill yourself, obviously, with the course load. But if you can take some advanced placement classes, if you can do extracurriculars, and then if you can do leadership roles within those extracurriculars, that's going to look really, really great. Um, then outside of that, you know, you got to get a nomination from a congressman or a <laughs> senator, which can be a little intimidating, but it's just a process. Everyone goes through it. So I would just advise anyone out there is like, remember that every little thing matters. You know, don't slack off. Like you can improve your grades. The Academy will see that and really just try to put together the best whole rounded package you can you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other big thing I say is, hey, if you don't get in the first time, that's not the end of the road. There is a large percentage of people that go to the academy that are applying their second time. Maybe they did a year at a civilian school and then reapplied. Interesting. Maybe they even enlisted in the Air Force and then came in later. There's a program you can do that. And also at the same time, if you don't, if your grades aren't exactly where they're at, you can also go to the prep school for a year, which is located right off campus. Um, and it just helps develop your grades. And then you're pretty much automatic 
automatically accepted into the academy your following year. So there's a bunch of different options. So I I like to tell people, don't get discouraged. If you don't think you're like the complete poster child for the academy right now, there are ways to to still get in. Yeah, that's good to know. I I actually didn't even know about that that prep school route. So yeah, Yeah. the the things (laughs) I I wish I knew when I was in high school. (laughs) Right, right. That's our job. We're we're helping inform. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so four years of the Academy and then what kind of, what transpired after that? How'd you end up taking photos of the, the 22? Yeah. All day? <laughs> <laughs> so you may have wondered, I, I mentioned earlier that I said I wanted to be a pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously somewhere that changed. Um, people ask, Hey Sam, why didn't you go to pilot training? Right. <laughs> and my answer to that is it wasn't like that. I, I didn't think it's still awesome. It was just for me. Um, the Academy is like a breeding ground for pilots. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know the exact percentage it's a crazy number of pilot slots every year, like 500 a year. It's a lot of the class. And so I just kind of wanted to do something different, right? I mean, if I'm being honest, you know, the time commitment scared me a little bit. Pilots owe essentially 12 years after they graduate from the academy. Yeah. Um, if you don't go pilot, I only owe five years. So I just liked that flexibility of knowing, mm-hmm. hey, if the Air Force isn't something I want to do for the rest of my career, you know, I have that option a little bit more open. Yeah. Um, but also when I, I told you earlier, I went to Travis Air Force Base in California after my sophomore year. And that program is designed to give cadets at the academy that operational Air Force experience. Mm. And I'll preach, like I say it every time, like that helped me so much because I interned there with the public affairs shop at Travis Air Force Base after my sophomore year. And I like fell in love with the public affairs career field. Interesting. I walked into the door and there were people writing stories that like the Patriot, like the, this NFL football team, the Patriots, they were literally there at Travis doing a visit. And like, I was helped meeting them. Hmm. I interviewed the base commander to write a story in the paper. I was doing photos and like, I was just like, wow, like when you think Air Force, you don't think social media, photography, video stuff. But that is a very important mission. It's important for recruiting. It's important for like telling the taxpayers, telling people who aren't in the military what's going on and really just communicating for the Air Force. Um, You know, we can talk more about that later. But essentially, I just fell in love with the career field. I was like, this is awesome. Um, So to make a long story short, my next two years at the academy, I did well enough to where I was ranked pretty high in my class. And I was able to get my number one choice of a job, which was public affairs. So then I graduated and also got really lucky, which just is, I I say luck, it's a lot of hard work too. It's a testament to the amount of time you put in. The higher you're ranked in your class, um, the the more, you know, higher preferences that you put down, you get. So my Mm -hmm. first assignment, um, my base was Langley Air Force Base. Nice. So Langley, at the time, I had no idea what the F-22 demo team was, but um, it's where the F-22 demo team is based out of. For those who don't know, the F-22 demo team flies at air shows all around the world, kind of just to showcase that um, raw American air power and the capabilities of the coolest fighter jet in the world, um, the F-22. It's a big <laughs> recruiting mission as well. So I got to Langley, and I did about six months kind of in the normal PA office in the wing, you know, yeah. doing on-the-job training. And then the team was looking to bring a full-time public affairs officer on the team. And it was just kind of like I was in the right place at the right time. Um, They were actually looking to bring someone who could cover down on all the social media, the photography, the video stuff, and then also cover down on kind of the officer side of things. And so I kind of, I guess, had what they were looking for. And I know you asked earlier about kind of where I learned to do photo and video. And that's just on my own. I mean, I didn't take any classes, nothing in college. 
literally YouTube, like YouTube and just going out with a camera in my hand and going on trips. So I just enjoyed doing it on my own. And I had like my Instagram page. And so I showed it to the team commander at the time, Lieutenant Colonel Lopez, Loco was his call sign. And he loved what he saw. He saw a few of my YouTube videos and he was like, Sam, you're hired. And then the rest (laughs) is history, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) I, 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 when you, when you're picking a public affairs officer out of the Academy, I mean, I, I imagine it wasn't as competitive as the pilots. Like, were there that many guys trying to get the, the public affairs office? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, public affairs itself is a very small career field. Yeah. In fact, there are only 100 or so public affairs officers in the entire Air Force. Wow. Um, obviously, in the enlisted side, there's, there's more of those, but it's still mm-hmm. relatively small. So while, no, it's not competitive because it's PA, I'd say it's also, it's still very competitive because there aren't that many slots. Sure. So for my entire class at the academy, there were five public affairs slots. Mm. You know, there's 500 pilot slots, um, but that fluctuates too. But anyway, so yes, it was competitive in that, you know, I had to make sure I was, you know, for whoever put it on their preferences, I, you know, was doing well enough in the class to get it. So it was a big deal when I got it. I was really excited. I mean, who knows where I'd be now? I'd like to say I'd still be happy doing whatever job, (laughs) but getting that out of the academy, working hard, making sure that I, you know, I was, I did what I could to put myself in the best position possible, really paid off. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting that, I mean, you went to the academy with one goal in mind, but it, it <laughs> developed and, and transformed yep. throughout your time at the academy. So, uh, it, it's worth <laughs> noting that like, you know, dreams and, and goals can change along the way. <laughs> Yeah. And they're, I'm sure you too, they're changing for me all the time. You know, I, I think one thing and then things change and I realize, oh no, I like something else. And, yeah. um, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, leadership, whoever's out there, like I, that's one thing I try to encourage is like, if there are people under you, like your troops or whatever, like and their goals are going to be changing. The things that they want to do might not align with what you want to do. You know, and obviously there's no like conflict of whatever, like it's awesome to promote that, to let people know that like, Hey, it's okay to do what you want to do. Even if it's not the typical route that like is advised in the air force to get somewhere, you know, I I don't know. I'm just a big proponent of, you know, doing what makes people happy because if someone's happy and enjoying what they're doing, then they're going to work harder, um, day to day. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm blessed to that, that I've had some, my leadership support me as well too. And have let me do my thing. And I always joke that it's like, I could, it could have gone one of two ways. It could have gone horribly and people have been like sam your style what you're doing is just not working and i would have been like crap or it could have gone you know how i like to say it went now and people loved it and it's taken off and it's helped a lot of kids out there and a lot of people and hopefully impacted the recruiting mission a lot yeah yeah absolutely that's awesome yeah i i I imagine there isn't you know i ask about like a day in a life what does that look like but i imagine there isn't a standard (laughs) day from from what i'm observing so i guess maybe like a week in the life or like a month in the life like Sure. What does what does your job and what does your life look like right now? Yeah. So right now, um, which is on the F-22 demo team, it's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, We travel to like 25 air shows a year with COVID. It's been a little different this year, but I did a full season last year and we went everywhere from Singapore to Dubai to Alaska to all over, like pretty much every state in the U.S. Um, But anyway, to answer your question, like when we're doing an air show week, which is a lot, I mean, I'm TDY like 200 something days a year, which is crazy. Um, we'll fly into a show on Wednesday. Um, the jets, the two F 22s will fly in on Thursday. So we go in a day early just to make sure we're there to catch the jets. Mm -hmm. So that's Thursday. And Thursday's a community outreach day. So that's a big part of my job. Also outside of just doing social media is I schedule all our recruiting events. So we'll go visit high schools, colleges, ROTCs, Mm -hmm. junior highs, hospitals, Boy Scouts, Civil Air Patrol, you name it. 
will, you know, share our stories in the Air Force, tell about our mission, right? Because we're not just there to fly airplanes. We're there to, you know, we like to say recruit, retain, and inspire the next generation, um, which is awesome. Um, So I plan all that. That's Thursday. We'll do all of our recruiting stuff. Friday's usually an air show practice day. So, you know, we're flying a demo, you know, I'm taking photos and videos getting prepared. And then Saturday and Sunday is our, is our air show days and they're jam packed days. It's hot. We're out there in our, in our uniforms, you know, telling the air force story, making sure the jet's good, doing the show, doing other events. Um, and then Monday we're, we're launching the jets out again, right. Going to the next show. Hmm. So if it plays out, we'll have Tuesday off. Maybe I'll get to come back to my apartment on Tuesday and then we're right back at it Wednesday most days for that same cycle. Um, You know, we'll have off weeks here and then, but it's been a jam-packed last two years of just air shows, air shows, air shows, which has been so fun, but um, also a little bit tiring too. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I I would imagine, I mean, you you said two F-22s are on the team? Yeah, so we fly, we only fly one jet for the demo. However, we bring two to every show in case one has a maintenance issue. We can hop to the spare without having to like cancel the show. So yeah, but only one flies. So I'm I'm curious, I mean, is there a tanker that follows you around also or are they just hopping, (laughs) refueling and hopping? I mean, how big of a production is this to move the whole team around the world? Yeah, so the Thunderbirds, for example, and the Blue Angels, their team is like, 10 times as big as VARS. They have 130 or so personnel on their team and they have their own like dedicated C-17s or C-130s. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously the Blue Angels have their C-130. The Thunderbirds like have a C-17 they take um, and they fly that everywhere. For us, for Raptor demo, we only have 13 people on our team. Okay. And so I laugh about this because people don't understand. Like we actually fly commercial, like the team most of the time. I mean, occasionally we'll fly in the back of a tanker or a C-17. Yeah. But for the most time, we're checking into American Airlines mm. with literally like 30, 40 like Pelican cases full of <laughs> tools and gear. And people are looking at us like we're crazy. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so most of the time we're just hopping on a... Uh, whatever commercial flight and we're we're meeting the pilots out there and then and doing it that way and that's just because we're a much smaller team with 13 a smaller footprint mm. mission's equally important but um you know yeah so from a public affairs standpoint like the thunderbirds and blue angels they've got a team you know they've got eight nine ten airmen dedicated for me on the team it's been one person it's been me so i have to be everywhere at once doing everything at once which i'm fine with i mean i, I like that i like being able to kind of control everything because it fits my style my theme yeah. but it's difficult you know there's things this year that i haven't been able to do just because i can't physically possibly do everything mm-hmm. at once yeah um but hopefully i've you know people seem to think i'm doing an okay job so that's good <laughs> to hear <laughs> are, are you eager to move i mean i want to say move on but with the uh you know the uh, the ops tempo that you're you're dealing with yeah. right now i mean that's got to be exhausting it's so like all right, do you look forward to kind of trying something new within the Air Force? I mean, what's, how do you feel about things moving forward? Yeah, I mean, this was a dream job. This was something I never thought I'd get to do as my first assignment out of the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was telling you earlier, like, I used to spend my weekends and my free time editing, doing photos, doing videos. And then I got yeah. to do it for, like, my job, which was really, really cool. Um, and obviously, having this platform has been amazing, Um helped build a big audience on our demo team, which was my goal. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person who I'm, I'm always ready for the next thing. Like I'm not burnt out. Like it's been awesome. I'll absolutely cherish this time forever, but I'm ready for the next thing. You know, there's only so much I can do on the team. You know, I I feel like I've exhausted all of my creativity, (laughs) like in terms of like creating all the photos and videos. I mean, I'm sure if I came another year, I could do it too, but I, I am ready for the next thing. I'm ready to see what I can do. Um, kind of post demo life, you know, also working on my own projects. I've got a bunch of different ideas, whether that's YouTube, Instagram stuff. Yeah. Um, 
you know, right now everything's demo first. I, I made it my you know priority that I'm going to put the F22 demo team first. So anything mm-hmm. you're seeing on my own personal side is after work hours, weekends, you know, when I have some free time. Um, so it will be kind of nice to have a little bit more of that free time back, you know, get to chill out a little bit, get to get back in the, you know, the ops tempo of, of the normal air force side of things, and then just see where I can continue building and growing, um, having more time to do that. So I'm excited for sure. Next chapter, you know, I'll miss the demo team, but it's, it will be fun seeing what comes next. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. How much longer on the team? Yeah, so we're getting close to the end here, actually. So just December is the end of our season, so I don't have too much time left. Um, But yeah, it's been so fast-paced with COVID and things changing that it really, it probably won't hit me until like Mm -hmm. the last air show here in a a week or so. Yeah. And then, you know, got time to breathe and figure it out. But um, yeah, you'll have to stay tuned and see see what happens because, yeah, it's just been so fast-paced. Awesome. I look forward. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what happens next. Do do you know what what you're going to next or? Um, yeah, I should know where I'm going. I'm still like finalizing the details. So like, I don't want to say it now and then it's completely different. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make a post on Instagram about it. Um, but, but I'm excited regardless. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, obviously you've had, I mean, I see nothing but smiles. So obviously the Air Force (laughs) has been good to you, but, um, I'm wondering what are some of the, like the highlight opportunities that you have, um, (laughs) taken advantage of and that, and that somebody else could replicate if they wanted to, you know? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, people message me like, how do I get on the F-22 demo team? How do I do what you're doing? It's hard to answer that question because I don't think that should like it's hard, right? Because, you know, I'm the only person I'm the only officer that's ever done this job. There's one of these positions in the Air Force. Like you might not like get this job realistically, but I'm confident like like, anywhere I would have gone, I feel like I would have made the most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that just starts from like one, having a positive attitude, like, and two, just like working really hard. People notice that if you, if you're there and you're working hard and you're like not a pain to work with, people (laughs) notice that and they'll give you opportunities. You'll start to make a name for yourself. Word of mouth travels on, um, you know, I tell this story a few times when I first got to Langley before I was on the demo team, my job at PA was to give base tours, hmm. literally to sit in a bus and give <laughs> tours to like junior high kids and ROTCs and junior ROTCs, yeah. kids who didn't give a crap about the air force, but just wanted to go to the DFAC to get like a cheeseburger or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So instead of like, you know, rolling my eyes and, and kind of not caring about that. I, I made it my goal to really like knock these tours out of the park. I would mm. work would finish and I'd drive around Langley and like practice my lines, practice the history mm. and, and work really hard. Um, and I remember it was like the, the day of my first tour, it was a junior ROTC unit. So, so literally high schoolers, um, coming and, um, you know, I, I did the tour. I had fun. I, I made it enjoyable for the kids. And then afterwards their commander came up to me and, um, you know, he, he, gave me a compliment. He said, thank you so much. Like you made this awesome. I can tell you, you know, you care and that it's great. And, you know, it turns out that he, um, knows, knew some high people, you know, he was a former Colonel in the air force. So he, he sent a few other people, some emails word traveled. And then I'm looking at my inbox one day and I got an email from a general that's thanking me for my job. Um, wow. so it's just the little things like that, that you never think are going to happen or people are going to notice. But you know, that's what I try to live by is like, if I do every little thing, like as best as I can be, then there's going to be nothing that will screw me over. And then there's going to be only opportunities for me to, you know, get something that I wasn't expecting. Um, so for people out there who are wondering, you know, 
how you can do something like me or how you can have opportunities or how you can just, you know, get all these things that you want to do, but aren't sure if they're going to be available exactly your route. Like Mm -hmm. I promise you they are just work with your leadership, work as hard as you can. And and really the opportunities will be endless. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's definitely true. I think a lot of people, like if you're working hard, like you said, people, people notice. And so the more Mm -hmm. people that are, uh, you know, behind you and supporting you, uh, the more opportunities are going to be available. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I, you know, you, it sounds like the the commitment that a pilot had of ten years uh, was, well, you know, a significant reason <laughs> why you didn't pursue that. Um, at this point in your career, do you look at that ten year commitment with the same like hesitation? Um, it's funny. It's almost like just knowing that you're locked in mm. like <laughs> makes you feel a certain way. Like, yeah. who knows? I might stay in for 20 years. Like, I don't know. But like knowing that I can't get out is kind of intimidating to me. Mm. And there are obviously tons of people who do whole careers in the Air Force, pilots who love their jobs. There's nothing against that. Yeah. Just like you asked me earlier about getting off the team, like I kind of always do look forward to the next thing. I'm, in, I'm excited for the next opportunity. You know, part of me, I, I think eventually will, you know, wonder what I can do on the outside, you know, mm-hmm. what opportunities are available. And I probably will end up getting out at some point just because I want to see what I can do there. Sure. Um, you know, again, I feel like I've done a lot of great things in the Air Force and I hope to continue doing great things in the Air Force. But at the same time, like I, I want to experience the other side, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, yes, that time commitment is still something that I probably would, would look at and be like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, but again, it's just a personal preference. Like if you want a fighter pilot there are people who don't even that time commitment is anything except like okay sure sign me up where's where do i put my name um because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter if you're doing what you love who cares if you no one thinks about the time commitment mm-hmm. um and yes i am doing what my love i love so i haven't thought about my five-year time commitment much now it's just um you know who, who knows you know who knows what opportunity will come up and you know that, that's the other thing i tell people like there's kind of a stereotype in the air force sometimes that like, if you say to your leadership, like you want to get out that you like think they'll kind of look at you, you mm-hmm. know, ways or like, you know, treat you a different way and think you're not committed. You know, that's BS. I mean, if you have a good leader, they're not going to care about that. As long as you're doing a good job, they're going to support you. Um, so if you want to come and sign your four year contract or enlist for four years, there's nothing wrong with that. Take your time, take advantage of the air force. The air force will take advantage of you. I promise you that. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, you, you, you working your ass off for them and then getting out, um, and, and moving on to the next thing. So yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I think that's something people should be okay with doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me, like the, you know, the first time I signed that initial four, four yeah. active, four <laughs> reserves kind of thing, like it was like, man, you know, at 17, this is like your whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, every, every four years, every six years, it's just like, whatever. I mean, it, yeah, it it's just, what, what, what's next? What's next? That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I also like what you said about, uh, taking advantage of the air force because the air force will take advantage of you. You know, like <laughs> I think like the military yeah, I say gonna, that in a loving, joking way, well, like, not, but it's yeah. true, but it's true. <laughs> but you know, it is like, true. You're right. You're right. Like no, no hate on the air force, but you're absolutely right. Like the air force is going to make you pull long hours. They're, yeah. You're going to deploy. Mm-hmm. You're going to be put in tough situations with your family. Like that's what we're signing up for. Yeah. So at the same time, there's, there's nothing wrong. If you, you know, want to tell your leadership like, Hey, this is what my goals are. Maybe it, it isn't to be in the air force. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to do this method. You know, maybe I want to make sure I have time to do this. Like a good leader in my mind will have no problem with that. And I really think the air force at a leadership organizational level also does not have a problem with that too. I just think when you're looking at it, like as a young airman or whoever, um, it's a little bit intimidating. So sometimes, yeah. you know, hopefully I can get that message out that it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, always ask questions, you know, like the, the worst right. thing that they can say is no. And, uh, uh-huh. I mean, if you have a goal, a, a dream that you're pursuing, 
uh, don't let some like cranky leadership, you know, discourage you from asking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I, I mean, if I just listened to the first no I've gotten, mm-hmm. I would not be here right now. I would be yeah. sitting in a cubicle with nothing, you know, like, yeah. um, it's, it's how you get, you know, from a no to yes, you know, and that's cool. I think that's something I have learned a lot too, is like, I get a lot of no's and it's not because people don't like me or like my idea. It's just, I ask for ridiculous mm, things. Yeah. Um, but then I'll have to like, I find a way to present it in a way that makes sense. And a lot of time I'll rethink it, you know, figure out where I can make changes. Um, but then what's cool is once you start to build a reputation for yourself, you know, now people kind of know the work I do, know what I'm doing. And, and, you know, it's a lot easier for me to do things, but it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Um, but that can be drastically improved if you just start from the get go, build a good reputation, let people know you're reliable and credible. Um, it makes really all the difference. Mm-hmm. Have you been surprised at like the flexibility within the Air Force and what it, what it has actually allowed you to do? Yes. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm sitting here like I wish there was even more flexibility. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the one thing. That's the one thing about like I just sit there and I smile thinking about the outside. It's like you can really do anything you want. Um, <laughs> but there are rules in place in the Air Force for a reason, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the flexibility, it's been it's been it's been really cool to, to see to know that like even just a few years ago and even when I just took over the team, kind of the mindset in the Air Force wasn't thinking about, you know, the millennial generation, the the social media impact, mm. like what we're doing here, you know, in 21st century with like media and videos and engagement, like to me the, the days of writing print stories or, or, you know, doing long form videos are over. And like the, what I really wanted to see change is like the Air Force recognize the importance of kind of the, the style that I like to do on Instagram and, and YouTube and that style stuff. Um, and now they recognize that, you know, that was one of my goals too, is like to help shift that air force mentality. So now I've gotten a few calls from people at the Pentagon, from people at, you know, secretary of the air force level who have been like air force recruiting level who are like, Sam, like, I love what you're doing. Like, how, how are you doing this style? Like, how are you getting this engagement? And I love being able to share that. I love being able to tell them. And I love that they're interested enough to make that happen because, you know, I really passionate about the air force. I love it. It's, it's done so much for me. Um, and if I can, you know, help give back that, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel like you, I mean, you're, you're not technically a recruiter, but do you feel like you're yeah. a recruiter? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, not, think, so, I feel like you're not having people sign well, the contracts, but the, the air force likes to say we're all recruiters to be clear. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm an honorary recruiter. I mean, I'm not the type of recruiter who's like literally like going through the paperwork to sign people. Yeah. I mean, we've got, you know, a whole command that deals with that and they're awesome people. And like, I know sometimes they get a little bit of hate, um, but it's tough because like there's some locations like in Florida where it's like a revolving door. There are so many people that want to join the air force. Like the recruiters can't physically give all their time to every single yeah. kid. So a kid who might come in, who needs a million waivers or who might not have the grades or the right attitude. Like, you know, I feel like they're a lot of the people who are then writing the negative comments on Reddit mm-hmm. or something about how recruiters suck. Um, yeah. every, every recruiter I've experienced has been amazing, incredible, um, and if there are a few sour, you know, apples, whatever, like uh, that's natural, but recruiters are incredible. And I, I, I think in my own way, I am a recruiter. I mean, like I said, I get literally hundreds of DMS like a day about a million air force questions. And I try to get to all of them and I mm-hmm. try to help. Um, and it's just really cool. Like if I could, th- the coolest thing about what I'm doing is seeing that like my work has helped people join the air force, want to fly, want to serve, want to enlist, want to mm-hmm. go to the academy, want to do ROTC, 
or a- anything in the military. It's really, it's really special. I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I can speak to that. I, I, that's funny. Cause, uh, I tried to join the air force initially out of high school, but yeah, did you <laughs> and it's like, like you said, like some places it's a revolving door and, yeah. uh, I think the guy was just too busy. He ghosted me on yeah. one of our meetings and then yep. the Marines snatched me up. I'm like, dang it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> see that's, yeah. That, and I, I've heard that story a lot too. And it, it's unfortunate. I think we're getting better. And I think recruiters are, 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 are finding ways to like make that happen. Like I know the air force wide, like they're really making an effort yeah. to make sure recruiters are invested. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm glad it, hopefully it worked out for you. You're enjoying, you're not completely regretting your decision. No, no complaints. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you, you wound up in a good spot and you're doing well on your own. Yeah, obviously uh, we're talking a lot about Air Force because that's what I know best. But yeah, I mean, I've got friends in every branch and it's equal in their own opportunity. Like it's amazing. I think the best thing you can do if you're a kid coming out of high school and aren't sure what you want to do, like give it a shot for mm. four years. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. If you hate it, well, you come out with a trade a skill an incredible resume you're marketable you know it's really like it's going to be awesome and if you love it then great you have amazing benefits and you can keep serving and have a steady income and make a career for yourself and whatever um so yeah i mean i think it's a great opportunity i'm sure sure you'd agree i do it yeah i'm a big advocate for it but i also i'm not a recruiter either so you know i just (laughs) i just try to show people opportunities and see if they uh they're interested in forming the right Right, direction that's good you're a recruiter come on (laughs) yeah well yeah, maybe, maybe one day we'll see. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, so you're on the road a lot. I'm, I'm curious. You've gone a, a lot of places. Where has your favorite place been? Well, you know, I mentioned earlier. You know, we went to Dubai and Singapore. Like that was insane. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because in Dubai, like they don't have like crappy hotels in Dubai. <laughs> so like the air force, you know, like had to put us in like this crazy, like nice hotel. Cause like literally there are no other hotels that aren't nice. Yeah. Um, so we were there for an international air show, like flying. It was really cool. Um, Singapore was awesome too. We were actually there in February. So it was like right when COVID was kicking off. So like we were in Singapore as like people were starting to wear masks and it was a little bit hectic. Um, but that was the first time the F-22 had ever like flown during the air show there in Singapore, which is really cool to be a part of. And when you go international, it's like, it's really amazing to see how many people like internationals like love the air force like the u.s air force like mm. love the f-22 like treat treat us like we're all celebrities like it's it's awesome yeah. um so that was really fun um but then i mean some of the funnest locate or like most fun locations that i've been to are the ones you wouldn't expect like we went to fe warren um in, in wyoming in cheyenne wyoming like huh. the middle of nowhere And you might think like, why is that a cool location? But you go there and you have a town that really supports the military Mm. that is so excited about the air show. That was a really special show because you might have seen in the news, you know, several months back, um, kid, his name's Bridger Walker. He was the kid that got like attacked by a a dog, like trying to save his sister. He went like viral, like all these celebrities. Um, So this is a cool story about my job. Um, I saw that on the news and I used, you know, my Instagram and I sent his family a, a DM and I was like, hey, does Bridger like fighter jets? Cause we're going to be in town and would love to bring him out to see the jet. And he responded that he, he absolutely loves fighter jets. They live right by the base and always watch the show every year from their roof. And I was like, man, I bet your roof's a cool spot, but I bet I can one up that and give you a better location. So we brought him and his family out, did a tour of the jets. I put together a recap video on it, which was, you know, one of the cool, most special videos I put together. Mm. Um, so yeah, Wyoming ended up one of being one of my favorite locations for the people, the crowd, the opportunities, and obviously the, the Bridger story there. Um, 
And, you know, that that's happened in a bunch of different cities, small yeah. towns, middle of nowhere, Montana, Wyoming, wherever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, in and of itself, like Dubai is sick, like Singapore is dope. Like it's, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cause you're, you're, you're in it, you're interacting with the people you actually go to that, that location. So I think that's right. not everybody can say that. And so I think uh-huh. that, that adds like uniqueness and, uh, and value to each, each location you actually go to. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, cool, man. I, you know, to wrap it up, I like asking this question, um, to give people an idea of like the good, the bad, the ugly of, of the, the military or the, yeah. the air force specifically for you. Yeah. Um, so what is like, you know, on the spectrum of best day you had in the air force versus the worst day you had in the air force. <laughs> yeah. Um, jokingly, I could answer that and say, when I got the opportunity to ride in a fighter jet, that was the best and worst day. It was cool. <laughs> and then I was horribly sick and like thrown up everywhere. Yeah. That was a funny video, but no, to get, to get what you're asking at, like the, the best days I have in the air force is, is like I've mentioned earlier. It's when you're really seeing the work you're putting in, making an impact. Mm. So for people that are on the more operational side of things, who are flying, who are maintainers, who are weapons, ammunitions, who are, you know, infantry, intel, when, when you're working one of those career fields and you see like the actual impact of what you're doing, yeah. whether that's a debrief, a mission, you know, you watch the news and you're like, oh crap, like that was my unit who did that. Like that is really, really cool. I talk to our maintenance team a lot, the ones who like the crew chiefs who launch out the pilots. And they love when they get to like work on a jet all day, like it's hot, tiring, you know, they don't love that part, but then seeing the the pilot take off, like complete the mission, come back and like, there's no more bombs underneath the plane. Mm. And they're like, oh crap, like that's pretty cool. And that applies to every single career field, you know, maybe some more than others, but when you really see the impact of what you're doing, um, that's like the best days. And then the worst days, you know, it's the flip side of that. It's where you think that you're not doing it, you know, having an impact. Like I know in PA, when I first joined, I was like, man, like, am I really doing anything? Like, I'm just like writing stories and like giving tours of the base. Like, what did I, what did I go through four years at the Academy for, for this? Um, but what I'll say to that is like, one, like everything's important. And two, that doesn't last forever. Like I wasn't going to be doing base tours for an entire assignment. You know, that was just me learning my way. Right. So when you get right in, especially with all the new people, enlistees, officers, whoever, like you're going to be fired up. You're going to want to change the world in a second. Like just take a breath, be a sponge, soak up all the knowledge. And I promise your time will come. Um, but yeah, those, there, there can be some long days when you're kind of trying to figure out your purpose and like what, what you're doing, but, but it's there, I promise. And honestly, in the military, if it's not like a super crazy action packed day, we should all be thankful because hopefully like the world's doing okay. Yep. Um, but it's, it's comforting knowing that if, you know, crap did hit the fan, like, I'm so confident in our military and our airmen and our soldiers and Marines and, you know, sailor, like we're, we're ready to go. And it's special to people that I've gotten to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome answer. Cause definitely not every day, uh, do you feel like you're actually making a difference, but the the days that you do feel like, you know, what you do matters, uh, trumps Mm -hmm. all the other days. So that's, that's, I I like that. Um, yeah, man, I I appreciate it. Do you have any closing advice for anybody who's maybe thinking about joining the, the military or the air force specifically? Yeah. Keep asking questions. You know, Mm -hmm. don't feel free to DM me, you, whoever you want. Like everyone knows someone in the military, like ask them, like that is kind of one of the things like I'm trying not to become like, I know recruiters are sometimes they're going to be biased, you know, it's it's a lot of like good bias. So like, they're not lying to you, but getting that candid, like conversation with people is good. Um, but in that same line, like, don't just listen to one person. Don't just go online and read YouTube comments about people who like had a horrible time in the air force 20 years ago and be like, Oh, I don't want to join. Like there's always going to be something to complain with 
yeah. for everything. And um, you can always find plenty of negativity yeah, on the internet. You so. can always find plenty of negativity <laughs> yeah. in, in anything, not even the military, like with whatever. So, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, make sure it's right for you too. like, you don't want to join if like you're being forced to by parents, by someone else, you know, make, make sure you're going in with the right mindset, but seriously, like you heard it here first, or maybe you've heard it a million other times. <laughs> like if you go in with a good mindset and work hard, literally, like you will be so set up and like your leadership will notice and um it's it, the opportunities will be endless so i encourage people that want to join it think about joining like if you do like go in full steam ahead because uh it's gonna it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah yeah mindset is everything i totally agree um yeah that's awesome man cool thanks for coming right. on thanks for your time appreciate you yeah. telling your story yeah thanks jason thanks for having me thanks to everyone out there um look forward to seeing what you're doing next best luck in your career and anyone out there best luck to the future careers of hopefully people who are listening to this so awesome thanks so much jason appreciate it we'll stay in touch hey guys i hope you enjoyed that episode as much as i did with sam he's got a lot of cool stories uh like i said takes incredible uh action shots of the f-22 so if you're not already following him on instagram i would definitely recommend it i will put his instagram link below in the description uh, and if you want more information or want to continue along listening to the podcast and uh, stay in touch with me, you can find me at Military Bottom Line on Instagram. I will see you guys next time.